Okay. Okay. Let's jump in. <laughs> okay. Now I know what song yeah, you're talking course. about. Yeah. I didn't recognize the title. These strings are like some of the coolest strings. Nice. Great. Beat. Yeah, Lincoln Park is a band that really does combine a lot of influences successfully. Ah, uh, yeah, great, yeah, great harmony. Great chord voices, right? Like, I'd love to hear Pat Metheny play this song. Dude, yeah. Him and Brad Meldow. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of loneliness, a little bit of disregard, handful of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone Ooh. can see these scars. It's like, I like that they're a band, too, that can bring in all these other elements whenever they want. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they can sample themselves in real time. Yeah. It's like, create new sections. Yeah, I love that tremolo guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Yeah, and it's like I like that the song hits with a chorus without any words first. It does. I think that's a cool yeah, little move. Yeah, it's Yeah. It's like we'll give them the chords, but we'll, we'll hold off on the screaming. Yeah. Also, this might be like an embarrassing thing to admit, but this dude's got great lyrics. I know. I know. <laughs> Those guitars just coming in and like leaving. Is that like a noise gate situation? Yeah. Because I feel like I just hear that kind of gone. Yeah. Gone. That's cool. Oh yeah. The yeah. Whoever's doing the high harmony. Yeah, yeah. Killing it. Some great, some great <laughs> new metal octaves. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that they were this heavy. Oh yeah, dude. This guy, this guy would get there. Yeah, like he could sing and it, you know, that eight away. Yeah, I know. And then this little like great halftime. Like I like the acoustic or the audio space in this song. I like that. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, this is a huge session. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, you know what year this one came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was off this the Me- Meteor album, which I can't remember exactly. I was like, I got my notes, but I'm, I'm gonna guess 2003. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. Podcasting with two first songs you like. We research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they were written, why we like them, why you should listen to this. Season four, episode two. Let's do it. Yep. T- today we're talking about Lincoln Park's 2003 number one hit song. Number Fate. one. Get yeah, it there right. we go. Number they're, one. They're number one. Lincoln Park was my favorite of these groups. I think. Gotcha. I'm not really sure why. Mm-hmm. I think because they just seemed a little bit more interesting. Like, yeah. And I, I sort of lose focus with them after the first few albums, but it was like the first album, Hybrid Theory, mm-hmm. this one, and then the reanimation, the like DJ. Right. It's like big shit for me. Yeah. Um this was released on June 9th, 2003, and was produced by the band along with a longtime collaborator, Don Gilmore. Uh-huh. It entered the top 30 in over 20 countries, which is just like more evidence that Lincoln Park was not just like a huge success in the US, but like kind of the world over, yeah. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Like Luke, what do you think makes a band successful? Outside of their home country. Oh man, what a great, con- <laughs> what a fucking great question! I wasn't fucking ready know, for that question. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what do you think? I, I don't know. I think it's like the, I think like it's the combining of different elements that are popular mm-hmm. in other mm-hmm. countries, or maybe like 
kind of slightly popular, but not mainstream. Because like mainstream music, since the creation of the internet, is kind of the same all over the world. Right. But like, you know, I think a reason like this song w- is really popular in like Poland, for example, is because it has like a bit of that like darker mm-hmm. dance electronic element oh, okay. kind of underneath the surface, yeah. right? And it has like great pop songwriting, but then, oh, it's got like some, it's got like kind of like the break beat that like yeah. is like UK hip hop. Yeah, so I think it's you're like, right, you're right. you kind of sample these little bits and pieces of stuff that is like underneath the surface in other right. countries. But this is just a guess. I don't fucking know. Dude, what a, yeah, I wasn't mentally prepared yeah, for like the question. I, if I knew, I would be at an A&R. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You want some sushi, cocaine? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Guitarist of the band, Brad Delson, initially conceived of the idea for the song and recorded a scratch guitar track over a click at 70 beats per minute. A couple days later, vocalist rapper Mike Shinoda had put together a beat for the song at 135 beats per minute. Mm. And the band decided to just speed up the song. Yeah. So kind of interesting. It needed to be quick. I couldn't imagine it slower. I, yeah, me either. It'd be um, like a um, like a Pussifer song. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it could be heavier or slower, yeah. but I like the breakbeat. I like yeah. that. Because like, it matches the, the lyrics, like the idea of something faint. It's mm-hmm. like, I guess like, you could it kind of fading in and out, but also like uh, irregular. Right. And if it was like slow, it would just kind of feel more solid. Yeah. I wonder why we think of slower music as solid, more solid. I don't know. Yeah. Me maybe, it's be- maybe it's because our hearts beat slower. Yeah. Do I they? Don't know. What's like a heartbeat? I BPM? think like regular is like, if you're like, you're like living, yeah. sitting here, I think like 85, 90. And like, what's the variation? That's what I always want to know. What's like, the plus I- minus? <laughs> what's your plus minus? Like, I'm not on a click track. And my body's not on a click track. My body's like an old Miles Davis record. It's kind of <laughs> making moves. <laughs> of the song's title, Shinoda says, quote, Faint was just a working title that we wanted to keep. The word doesn't even appear in the song, end quote. That's Such funny. Such a band I, thing. I know, I know. Like, I was, in a, I was in a group, and we had a song um, that we released called IDK70. Because we just got, couldn't come up with a title, and we, like, thought that was cool. And it's not cool. It's never cool. Even Faint's not that great of a title, but <sighs> here we are. Did you ever do a song in seven, but have, like, seven in the title? Oh, no, because I never played in bands. Even when I was, like, playing in front of thousands of people, I was never in a band good enough to play in seven. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we do it on accident. Right, right. Was, yeah, you dropped a beat somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, we were more in the ex, add an extra bar of two worlds. That's a bit, yeah. That's, that's like, it's the a country. good move, though. Yeah, yeah, And Outcast, hey, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. It is. There is that bar, too. I tried to teach that to School of Rock kids. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Possible. Yeah, they impossible. don't understand it. It's impossible. like you you have to just shatter this idea that music exists in four. It's exactly. like most music does, mm-hmm. but that not all of it. Not and all then, of it. And like actually most music probably doesn't if you like go around the world. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like I, that's the exactly. thing. Like I'll, like the music you grew up with does, but like if you get to like India, yeah. I don't most of that music like anything that's in four in India is in at, is in 12. Right. Which I, I don't know anything I don't, about yeah. Indian music, so I'm going to say yes. I, I know a lot. I know you don't know anything about yes. Indian yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> the music video for the song was really cool. It had like the band performing in front of an audience and a floodlight, but all the shots were from behind the band. That's cool. Which was really cool. Yeah, and it was like at that time there was not any YouTube, mm-hmm. so like to see a band perform live was like special right. now it's like right. i don't know it's probably not that big of a deal anymore yeah but lincoln park really good live show i saw them here in atlanta i can't remember the name of the tour but it was hoobastank pod lost profits and lincoln park wow. and it was a great it That's was a great a big... yeah it was fun lincoln park was the best and then hoobastank weirdly like really brought some I mean, i'm a fan energy i'm yeah. a fan yeah i'm a fan <laughs> the strings on faint were arranged by david campbell who's like a 
a legendary veteran, like did so many, so many string records. But maybe he, the thing he's most famous for now is uh, having a kid who ended up being Beck. Oh, shit. Which is kind of funny, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So Canadian legend, string string arrangement legend. I really like the strings on this. Like, yeah. I just want to talk about, like, first with you is, like, how do you mix strings to sound interesting? Like, these strings have some sort of effect on them yeah. where they don't just sound like people playing strings. Right. But they're still big enough to carry, like, the emotional weight of strings, yeah. but they're, like, altered. So, like, how do you make strings fit in a rock song without just making them overpowering string section I a know. or whatever exactly yeah the one the the craziest thing that i always have to think about when dealing with strings and that people that it's just it's just kind of like you know when we play music there's transients mm-hmm. you pluck a guitar string and there's a transient there's a an, there's an initial hit of a something you play a piano you hit the key there's a transient yeah. there's a moment that the note is struck strings don't have transients really they're always they always just kind of oh yeah I guess so like they take compression really weird because like a compressor um, is all about dynamic range it's the distance between like the transient and then you know when it goes down to noise so it's like mixing strings has always been a weird thing because they're not like any other instrument that has transients and has all these other things that you use and you use these effects to kind of control them. So I feel like with strings, what's really important is finding is like the EQ of the string. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, because the, the the EQ on this is noticeably different than like what a string would yeah. sound like out in the wild. Like I, what I like about <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what I like about the strings is they're not like big lush. They're mm-hmm. like kind of filtered. Yeah, and they're like they have like this resonance in the mid range that for some reason. Strings that have like more of a mid-range sound, I really like because I think it reminds me of like classic strings. Yeah, like you think about like Frank Sinatra strings or strings that were from like the '30s, '40s, '50s, like in those movies. Yeah, I was gonna say this, they're all just mid-range. This one always kind of reminded me of like Fiddler on the Roof strings. Yeah, where it's like it sounds like a a real person playing a stringed instrument mm-hmm. as opposed to like a symphony orchestra playing exactly, a stringed instrument, right. which I don't I don't totally know what I'm saying with that, but it just sounds like less polished. Yeah. And like that kind of makes it work better. And there's a definitely like a lot of like harmonic distortion on these strings. Yeah. Like that's one of the, and that's one of the things I love doing the most with strings is like distorting them a little bit and they get a little grungier. Yeah. And for some reason that makes them feel like they blend in better because, like, you know how sometimes, like, you have a track and you, if you just have like someone play like a violin on it, yeah, it sounds like shit. Yeah, it doesn't it, really blend. It never, it never really works. Yeah. Like, and it, it's like the best strings are usually like on like over overly emotional piano tracks. Exactly. And it's like the strings fit on that. Exactly. But like, exactly. it's hard to make it fit on like a rock song. Yeah. So like that's why, and that that was like going to bring me to my next point that I want to talk about. And then we talked about this with when we did in the end season one, Lincoln mm-hmm. Park. It's like I'm just like amazed that this band pulls all these elements together in like a cohesive way. I know. And like, what do you think that is? Is it like, because like when we were listening to the song, you're like, oh, it's a big session, and it's like I can visualize it, like probably like a lot of tracks. Like in 2003, definitely recording on the computer by then. I I, I would I, they would have to. to there's with just all this not shit enough. There's on. just not enough tracks. Yeah, it was probably mixed. Like and, and I know Andy Wallace mixed a lot of their yeah. songs. And he probably mixed this mm-hmm. one. I'm not sure, but he mixes on a on an analog console. So yeah. like all those tracks eventually have to get bust down 
to 48 channels or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is still a lot, though. Still a lot, right. but that, I, they had to have been on Pro Tools. <laughs> it, so, it sounds too complex. But, like, how do you think they can tie all these elements together in a way that, like, I don't feel like they're, like, primarily a rock band, or I don't feel like they're primarily, like, a hip-hop group or, like, an experimental alternative thing. Right. It's like a... Like, does it, do you think it just takes having, like, a really good vision and sticking to it, kind of? I know that's, like, kind of a cop-out. It's like, these guys are, they're a rock band, but they have such pop sensibilities. Yeah. And I think that's what brings it all together. It's like, they have, like, the rock guitars, they have, like, the hip-hop breakbeats, they kind of have the rap verse, they have the screaming yeah, metal yeah, vocal. Yeah. But with all this pop sensibility... Pulls it all together. Yeah, like, well, something I love about this song is, like, I can't totally remember how long it is, but it's less than three minutes. It might be, like, two yeah, and a half minutes long. And I think that's so cool. Like, there's not, like, an over overdone bridge no, in the middle. Which, yeah. you know, we'll get some songs this season yeah. with some questionable bridges. Yeah. Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Best YouTube comment award on the music video for this song comes from Diego Reyes Crozier. Nice, which is a weird it. name. I probably mispronounced that. I'm learning Portuguese means I pronounce every Spanish thing incorrectly. Messed up, yeah. yeah. He writes, quote, Our golden days are long gone, but this will still be here. <laughs> Is that how you feel about your childhood listening to music like this? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It's fun to put put the time machine back on. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review our show. Subscribe, spread the word virtually in real life. We're on Instagram and Patreon, which I'll put a link to those in the show notes. We love making these episodes. We're excited about season four, the best of 2000s rock. Let us know if you want us to do episodes about songs you like. Thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs>